Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. There's no round in New Zealand. There is no round at Hampton Downs. To discuss this and other motorsport news is... Mr. Motorsport himself, David Turner. David, good evening. Welcome. I could feel you then, Mark, thinking about what you were going to call me. Well, no, I, I must admit, I was, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you text me a whole lot of things. So I had God, I had expert, I, I had legend, and I was just trying to choose which one of those ones that you'd sent me to, yeah, use yeah. as a reference there, David. Okay, well, we'll live with the Iron Man story from Hawaii. But, yeah, the big news today, obviously, the supercar calendar. Um I, I've got an opinion on it if you want the opinion version or I could give you the politically correct version. No, give me the opinion version. I, I love opinion. I'm not sure that, that that's who I am. That's what I do. Look, the Supercar Championship, without a doubt, has a, f- a very firm place in, in motorsport uh, on both sides of the Tasman. Um, New Zealanders have supported it for a long time. And uh, if you look back through the record books, which is actually something I did just a few weeks ago, you'll find that for the last, I think uh, from memory, it was about the last five championships have all been won by New Zealanders. So very sorry, Australia, thanks for coming, but we've won the championship for quite some time now. But the bottom line fact is, is that New Zealand is an important market to the supercar championship. I know that from my days at TVNZ when I produced the Pukekohe round. The television market is very important to Australia. Obviously, the through-the-gate market is very important. We saw that at the final farewell take two, if you like, at Pukekohe this year. Um, the issues over Hampton Downs, some of those have always been there. You know, There's always been an issue about resource consent, right from when Tony Roberts... Uh, and that built the place was the fact that there was consent issues about traffic flow onto State Highway 1 uh, and the number of people that you could have on the venue. So those things are not a surprise. They've been around for quite some time. They can be resolved, of course, and with Tony Quinn owning Hampton Downs now, I'm sure there's a will and a way. But um, from the opinion point of view, yes, it's very sad that they're not here. The good part about it in some ways, and I urge commercial sponsors that were going to be involved in supercar is don't forget we have a very strong and can have a very strong domestic championship and money that is sometimes spent just for that one meeting at Pukekohe or or Hampton Downs now in this case could be spent across a calendar year whether it be with uh, the rally championship or the circuit championship or even the endurance championship uh, rather than being you know, thrown away, if you like, in some ways, at a supercar meeting. That's not taking it away from supercar because it's a great meeting, but there's only so many sponsor dollars to go around. So, yeah, we can live without it for a year. Um, it's not ideal, but it can be dealt with. And, and I think that maybe the Australians will also realise how powerful the New Zealand market is because I'm sure that they'll be vocal. Uh, and, you know, they're going to miss a lot of fan support and they're going to miss selling a lot of merchandise in New Zealand, that's for sure. Sorry, interesting to see here that there's going to be um, a number 
of new endurance events, or they're bringing back Sandown, which will be in September, 500-kilometre um, race, and that will be yeah. a curtain raiser for the 60th running of Bathurst. Yeah, you know, Sandown always had its place in the calendar as the forerunners of Bathurst, and then it hasn't been there in recent years for, you know, a multitude of reasons, including COVID, and then obviously hassles with the horse racing club there, a, a little bit similar to Pukekohe and the fact that Sandown is built around a horse racing facility, and that's very important and earns a lot of money for, you know, that facility. Um, but Sandown back in its more traditional position in the calendar and endurance racing kind of back to how it was a few years ago. Uh, I'm not opposed to that. I think that's good that you have a, a good enduro before Bathurst um, and on a circuit like that too where you're not really going to do a lot of damage to the cars because the crash damage that we saw this year both at, at Bathurst and, and at the Gold Coast round has just been phenomenal and some teams have got to be hemorrhaging big time on repair bills, way more than they estimated. I know Tickford is well, well, well over budget, over what they thought they would be in terms of crash damage. So, you know, all of those things play themselves out, Mark. I, I, look, I think we can live without supercar for a year. As I said, it's not ideal, um, and New Zealanders are very fond of it, but it will be back because they know they'll have mm. to come back because they know that it is a good market share. So it will return. Um, it's just getting around the issues of dealing with it at Hampton Downs, and that can be dealt with, absolutely can be dealt with. With Holden no longer being manufactured, no longer on the starting grid, we're going to have the Ford Mustang, we're going to have the Chevrolet Camaro. Uh, do they? Uh, do, does the sport lose a number of fans here, the Holden fans? No, I don't think so. I think they suddenly become Holden, fa- um, you know, Chevy fans by default. Pretty much, uh, you know, it, it just happens that way. And we've seen that trend already with the Australian market accepting that. So I think the flow over will be the same. And in many eyes, it, it's still a red versus a blue anyway, even though it's kind of a more gold versus a blue. But um, no, I, d- I don't see any any significant change in fan base there. And the driver loyalty thing's still going to, you know, always be there anyway. So, you know, for New Zealanders, it kind of... In some ways, it doesn't matter whether mm. what Van Gisbergen's driving, they're still going to support him. Okay, let's change it up, David. What do New Zealand motorsport fans have to look forward to over the New Zealand summer? How does the motorsport calendar play out through the months of December, January, February, and March? Well, it's it's changing and evolving all the time. I'm trying to keep my pulse on it a little bit as well, amongst other things that I'm doing. Um, so traditionally, there's been some race meetings before Christmas. They don't, they won't be happening. Um, Toyota Racing Series reappears again in January for a five-round series that uh, covers the length of the country. That's probably one of the star acts. And if you look at it, that's where a lot of not only our successful drivers and that you know are on the cusp of Formula One and, and other events around the world have come from, and other people like Lando Norris and and whatnot that are in Formula One have have come Lance Stroll. They've all come through Toyota Racing Series, so that's a a good talent finder. It's an open wheel series. Doesn't always appeal to everyone, but it is. A, it's a very good talent finder for for things. So you know that that'll be around the January February period across the country, and you'll see you know some good supporting. Um, classes with that and then the New Zealand Endurance Championship or the North Island Endurance Championship kind of kicks off in that early part of the new year as well and then the Rally Championship's back by February so there's there's a bit going on and then of course you know things that I'm actively involved in Western Spring Speedway we kick off this weekend you know if it's forever stops raining in Auckland um, but lots of speedways around the country as well and you know we've got American drivers coming down for the um, Christmas New Year period at Western Springs and 
you know, the calibre of driver there and, and the presentation of the cars and the level of preparation is bar none. You know, you could go to any speedway in the States and um, get uh, maybe a poorer show than what you get at Western Springs. So if you're in the Auckland area, you know, you're in for a good deal and, you know, some of that series travels to Palmerston North and Bay Park and stuff as well. So it's worth keeping an eye out for. Yeah, where do we currently sit in the world standings when it comes to Speedway? I always remember growing up with Barry Butterworth. I clearly was lucky enough to go and see um, Ivan Major back there in 1976, 1977, being a Mount Albert boy. Remember drivers like Ted Tracy, um, some of the big American names coming over here. Where do we sit currently? Well, I think um, in terms of the solo bike racing, we've probably dropped off the radar quite a, brig, a bit since the you know the Barry Briggs, Ronnie Moore, Ivan Major period. Um, there's a few, but it's kind of it's become quite niche market. And you know, we saw the World Speedway Championship here a few years ago, and I, you know, it's still very popular, but it is niche market. Um, in terms of midget car racing, um, I think there's some incredible talent here. Michael Pickens is actually up in the west coast of the US at the moment. He's been up there for the last week and a half and uh, and done extremely well and he'll be going to Chili Bowl in the early part of January and uh, you know that's where the best of the best hang out so he's he's holding his head very high up there and this racing miles that he's doing over this past nine days in the US he's due home on Saturday um, we'll see him be incredibly strong come the, the Western Spring season so I, I think you know overall there's probably I would say, Mark, there's probably about a dozen drivers that if you took them from Western Springs right now and dumped them into the US, they'd all hold their own absolutely no problem at all. Mm. Okay. What about drivers like Scotty McLaughlin, Scott Dixon, um, international drivers like Earl Bamba, Brendan Hartley? What does the next three or four months look like for them? Is it just off-season? Is there an off-season? What do they do? Uh, well, I know McLaughlin's in Australia at the moment, and he's at Adelaide uh, helping supercars with their TV commentary. Um, Dixon's doing some stuff, and then he's actually having Christmas holiday off. Um, I'm, Earl Bamber's been involved in the Porsche New Zealand Scholarship. Um, Brendan Hartley's just won the World Endurance Championship, so I'm sure he's enjoying a little bit of time off. Um, those guys are all lined up for drives at Daytona 24 hour and you know that's mid-January as well so it's it's actually not that far away on the radar and I was talking to a couple of guys that I know at at Ganassi Racing um, just yesterday actually and uh, they're already working on their Indianapolis car so it's just on November and that race is still seven months away and they are well and truly into their Indy 500 program already so uh, you know it shows you that it's a an ever-evolving business, uh, even though you think the season's go, you know, finished, there's, there's plenty going on. And for the drivers, you know, there's a, a fitness you know, campaign to maintain, all sorts of things. So, um, yeah, and for, for a lot of them, they are involved in Daytona, and that's going to come around awfully fast. I know, you know, all those drivers that we just mentioned are potentially all racing at Daytona. So, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're well sought after, and they're good at what they do. Any other news? Anything else on the radar? Oh, look, I, th- I think there's quite a lot of interest in IndyCar. Um, they're talking about maybe expanding their calendar out to 20 races in 2024, which I think is fantastic. We might see a few more ovals on, on the deal. Um, we're already talking about 35, 36 cars for a 33 starting position for Indy 500 already. Um, engine manufacturers said that they can supply that fast, so there's no reason why that can't happen. So there's there's a little bit going on around IndyCar. There's some extra TV things coming around IndyCar that I think they're going to announce in December that I'm kind of 
aware of just because of some conversations. And I think that that will be good for the profile of IndyCar. Um, you know, obviously Formula One in Vegas uh, this time next year or November next year, um, that's going to be massive. Um, but so is the ticket prices. You know, they are just out of this world. And I, it will be very interesting to see whether Formula One can sustain charging the sort of money that they are talking about for the Vegas race um, long term. You know, it, it ain't a cheap exercise. What, 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 sort of, what sort of money are they talking? 500 bucks US for a general admission. Wow. Five... So it's, yeah, it's, it's not cheap, you know, but, um, you know, Vegas, Vegas is a unique venue as well, and it's going to do all sorts of things. And, you know, you look at the track map and the recent demo they did down there and what they're building and, and everything. And it, it will be a phenomenal event, Mark. Don't get me wrong. It will be, you know, it, it will be a major. You cannot get a hotel room anywhere around there right now. Uh, and, you know, Vegas is known for the number of rooms it's got. So um, it, it will be a great event. So I think there's some good things coming for Formula One. They just got to control maybe um, their expansion, if you like. The expansion's great, but uh, as we know with all sport, you can hit a plateau if you're not careful, and there's only one way down after that. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing out of IndyCar. It's very strong in the US. We've got, you know, maybe up to three drivers in the main game next year if Marcus Armstrong joins in as well, which I'm getting indication he will. Hunter McElroy in the Indy Lights Championship. Uh, Jacob Douglas in USF 2000. You know, there's a host of Kiwis there, so there's some there's some good things coming, and um, and New Zealand should be very proud of the fact that we have so many people across these categories that are performing at a high standard, not an average standard, but a high standard. Mm. I remember Michael Andretti uh, being an American driver who drove in Formula One, um, but why don't they ever seem to have a point of view and do they need to have an American driver at the pointy end of the race to really for Formula One to really, really um, you know, uh, establish itself in the United States alongside of NASCAR, alongside of IndyCar? Yeah, look, they've talked about it a lot, and obviously the three races in the U.S. is very significant now with the race in Austin, the race in Miami, and now the Vegas race. Um, Williams announced, obviously, over the weekend that Logan Sargent would be driving for them next year, and he is an American driver, so there will be an American on the grid. The Michael Andretti thing, well, I think the time at McLaren was wrong time, wrong car, wrong engine, wrong driver for the, the mould at, at that given time. However, Michael's aspirations right now to have a US Formula One team are still there. Um, I don't know how he's going to do it because most of the teams are opposed to any team expansion at the moment, but he's pretty determined that he wants to make that happen. So there's some interest there. Again, I just think a a bit like the supercar thing that we were talking about, you've got to be very careful that there's only so much disposable income, even in the US, to go to motorsport events, just like there is here. And if people are going to be going to three Formula One events in the US, IndyCar need to be very, very smart about how they conduct their business to not lose market share to that. They've got to deliver a good show. And I know already, you know, for Iowa next year, the doubleheader there, the concert lineup that they've got is absolutely phenomenal. So even if you're not into the racing, you're going to get two days of some really, really name artists performing on stage. So, you know, that's, that's a good step from them to, to combat you know, maybe what Formula One are doing. And they've just got to concentrate on their own game. And it's probably a little bit way back at what I was saying when we first started this conversation is that, yeah, we can miss a year without supercar. It's a chance to us exploit our own brand 
but we need to do that as a, as a sport in this country. We need to do it while we've got captive market and maybe the sponsorship dollar as well. David Turner, as always, thank you for taking the time tonight and joining us here on the programme. Greatly appreciated. You're most welcome, Mark. A little bit of a rant for you tonight, but you get the general picture anyway. No, I know. We get you on because we love your passion, David. We love your passion, mate, and you're uh, in, <laughs> and you're an encyclopedia. It's great to see you passionate about New Zealand drivers, and that's what ultimately drives sport.